News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, got to tell you about my friends over at Otter Creek Farm. Wow. Otter Creek Farm is an amazing place. I love that place. My friends Frank and Jane own it, and they've been out there for a number of years. They have built an oasis in North Alabama like you would not believe. It, it, it's such an amazing spot. If you if you like hunting pheasant and quail, they've got all the guides, the the dogs, the, the the guns, and the hundreds of acres of manicured grounds. But they've also got an amazing culinary team, professional chefs with beautiful facilities who will cook for you and do so in a way that will make you remember that as much as anything. Stay there overnight. It's a wedding venue. Bring your corporate retreats out there or just go hunting. Or for that matter, just come and have a glass of wine by the infinity pool uh, and, and just sit there and watch the sun go down. It's an amazing spot. Go check them out. OtterCreekFarmstead.com. OtterCreekFarmstead.com. So, hey, folks, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but apparently the Democrats think they have their act together. According to the Associated Press, a guy named Bill Barrow writes an article right now, um, and I found this to be extremely interesting. I thought you might want to know, as we go into the election year, did you know they're targeting Alabama? Hmm. Well, good luck with that. Because, uh, And by the way, I'll just go ahead and say right now, I've been asking since the show started seven weeks ago, Copper, have we not been asking for Chris England to come on the show? We have. Yes, we have. On a regular basis. Am I correct? Many like times. Multiple times. Multiple times. Between you and I both, we have his contact information. We know how to reach him. He doesn't want to come on the show. So he has been polite enough to answer a few times, and each time he says maybe next week. Never has happened. Chris England, Representative Chris England, uh, an attorney in Tuscaloosa, someone who I served uh, within the uh, state legislature. I do appreciate him as a person. He's also the chair of the Democrat Party. Chris, I have respect for you, but I, I need you to come on the show if you want to uh, avoid having me just talk about you like I'm doing right now. Um, so, so anyway, th- th- here's the deal. Stacey Abrams. Oh, I, I just those who watch politics, just I, just I just know that some of my audience, their toes curled when I said that. Stacey Abrams, it, it, she spent years... You know, telling donors that Democrats could win in Georgia. And guess what? In 2020, uh, she delivered their 16 presidential electoral votes. Now, I'm just going to be honest with you. I had somebody the other day trolling me. Oh, Phil, is it true you really believe that Trump really won the election? I'm going to tell you right now, that was a jacked up election. That was a jacked up election. And don't ever try to pretend it wasn't. You had states left and right doing shady things with their election laws. And don't try and tell me they weren't. COVID became the excuse for anything goes in some states. Oh, my gosh, COVID, COVID. We can't, we can't vote anymore because of COVID. Well, guess what? In Alabama, we had photo ID and we had open polls. And we didn't do all these drive-by mail-in balloting. And, and, and guess what happened? We had record turnout for Alabama. And, and, and that's, that's a testament to the fact that it works. But no, in some states they went ahead and did freakiness, and they and they had um, they had bureaucrats who changed the regulations uh, without legislative approval, which is contrary to the Constitution. So, do do I do I believe Trump won? Uh, I can't say that for a fact, but I do know this: that was a jacked up election, and don't try and tell me it wasn't. So, what you got right now is Democrats are trying to get their act together, and this article, uh, written with quite a slant to it implies that everything was beautiful. And Stacey Abrams ran this incredible campaign, and she delivered 16 presidential electoral votes to a Democrat, Joe Biden, and sent two Democrats to the U.S. Senate. 
I'm going to tell you, jacked up election. But nonetheless, it did happen. It's the reality in which we live right now. So here's what it says. The Georgia Democratic Party in this article is combining forces with other state parties in the region for joint fundraising appeals aiming to help those states make earlier-than-usual investments in voter registration and field organizing. All right. There you go. So the title of the article is Democrats Aim to Export Georgia's Success to Alabama and Other Southern States. That's what it says. It goes on to talk about the fact that it says that for Texas and Alabama specifically, those are the ones they're targeting, the parties have to build their party infrastructure early in the election cycle. Well, right now, the, the, you know, the Democrats are, some would say they're laying low. I, I think they got nowhere to go. I mean, that's what I think what's happening. The, the, the Democrat Party, I, I, had, I had actually thought that what was going to be happening under Chris England was you're going to wind up seeing a far more um, sophisticated, uh, organized, and capable Democrat Party. And I've said before, and I believe this, if you are going to have a strong Republican Party, it's going to be because you have a strong Democrat Party. Phil, why would you say that? You don't want Democrats getting elected? No, I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I, I don't find anything in the Democrat platform that I believe in. All right? I've been an elected Republican for uh, eight years. Uh, I still serve on the state executive committee. I was a chairman of the Republican Party in Etowah County for a number of years. It, it, don't, don't, try and, don't try and scratch through my bona fides because they're real. All right? That being said, I have said multiple times on this show that you rise to the level of your competition. And if you look at our legislature right now, they've been getting squishy. They've been getting very squishy as we have completely dismantled the ability for Democrats to run viable statewide candidates. The most viable statewide candidates they've had in recent years were Doug Jones and Walt Maddox. Doug Jones is done. I don't think he's coming back uh, unless he suddenly wants to declare himself as a running for governor against Kay Ivey, but I don't see that happening. And then Walt Maddox, still a very uh, viable political candidate, but, you know, he got it handed to him in the last time he ran statewide. But all said and done, besides Terry Sewell, there's no true uh, statewide or, or large-scale Democrat candidacy. And so what we're looking at right now, they say that they've got to build party infrastructure. I mean, right now, the Democrat Party is suing itself again. There are members of the state party suing the state party, claiming that they are, you know, acting in some way inappropriately or that they're, they're, um, the, 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 the leadership was changed inappropriately or that the, the bylaws that have been adopted are suppressive in some way. Well, here, here's one thing to know, though. I am interested in this. Because the article says that, that, okay, they're not out. So they're saying they got to build uh, statewide infrastructure. Yes, they do. But then the guy who's being quoted in the article, who works, I believe, he's the uh, Texas Democratic chairman, Gilberto Hinojosa. All right, Gilberto Hinojosa, the Democratic Party chairman for the state of Texas, says that he's working with Stacey Abrams and Georgia to provide the blueprint for states. And he says that they have enough financial commitments to begin hiring voter registration organizers. I just, I, I just, I just feel these red flags flying in my, my face right now. Voter registration organizers. Ah, I'm thinking of 2020 freakiness all over again. But he goes on to say, though, did not know this. Alabama, he says, 
has nine full-time staff members, which is a high mark for a non-election year. He goes on to say it comes after a decade of Democratic infighting that often left the state party unable to pay its own rent and utilities, much less hire field workers and organizers. So that's interesting. So Chris England, Representative Chris England, chairman of the Democrat Party, if, you, if you're scared, say scared, but I'm calling you to come on the show. I'm not going to abuse you, man. You and I have done work together before. You and I have done podcasts together before. I believe that a stronger Republican Party is, is, is created by having a strong Democrat Party. Tell us what's going on. Are you even going to run a Democrat statewide candidate this season? I mean, right now we got one guy running for governor that no one's ever heard of before, who I think is a gay activist uh, named Countryman from down in the Wiregrass area. Other than that, who's running? You got no one in the U.S. Senate race. You got no one in the governor's race. You got no one in the attorney general's race. Is there a Democrat party capable of pulling up a statewide candidate and making them viable? Um, not right now. Although they say they do have nine full-time staff members. Interesting. All right, listen, enough of that. We're going to go to a short break here. We're going to come back in a minute, and I'm going to wrap this thing up. Tell you about a few things that are going to happen tomorrow. Not even going to get into uh, the prison. Well, you know what? I might touch on this prison thing before we leave for today. Uh, there is news happening before our very eyes, and it is, it is amazing. But I am so glad to have this audience of solid, conservative, and just plain right, right-side ruffians. People are going to look around and go, you know what? I see that. I see it. And I'm not going to say, I'm going to say not on my watch. People who are going to recognize that they have talents and gifts they can apply for such a time as this. All right, folks. We'll be right back. Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio, coming down to the end of another three-hour segment. Wow. I mean, what a, I mean, this one's, Copper, this one's flown by. I mean, I felt like it just like zipped right by us. It has. It has. Although, although I will be honest, I, I, f- I feel tired. So I, I, I don't mm. think I had enough caffeine and chocolate for today. I think I need to bring more in with me tomorrow. Um, the, the, the fuel of life, in my opinion, is caffeine and chocolate. Um, I agree. Charlie, my, Charlene said the other day, if you keep saying that, people are going to think you weigh like 400 pounds or something. <laughs> but no, it's just, you know, just, just, just enough to keep me going. Just, to, just enough to keep me going. Hey, uh, so Copper, tomorrow uh, we're looking at Hamid's going to be on the show again. Oh, good. Uh, that, I, and I, I think that I've been talking to him, uh, I guess, near daily here lately. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, uh, the time that I spent in Afghanistan, the interpreter for one of the interpreters for my team, Hamid, is now a U.S. citizen. We were able to get him over here uh, some years back. I want to say somewhere around 2006. 
uh, and, and he has made a great life for himself, but his family, who also worked with U.S. troops, is still stuck over there. So we're going to talk to Hamid tomorrow, get his boots-on-the-ground type perspective, because he's been keeping track, not just in terms of what, you know, Jen Psaki or Secretary Lloyd Austin says in a press conference. He's been talking to his family, and they're telling him what they're seeing, and it's heartbreaking. And uh, so tomorrow we'll get his, like, real true perspective what is it like right now on the ground in Afghanistan, especially if you're one of those who's trying to get out? I want to also just continue to thank the office of Secretary, um, uh, excuse me, of Senator uh, Tuberville, uh, who has been extremely uh, helpful and cooperative as we have moved through the process of filing all the paperwork and sending letters and uh, letters of endorsement and, and everything for Hamid's family. And, uh, and so all that to say, uh, we, we sent some more today to the Department of Defense and to the uh, Secretary of State's office and Department of State, and we, 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 are, we are still hopeful, uh, but there's still so much to do, and, and, and it is a very difficult circumstance. Interesting things to watch here in the Afghanistan developments. So just a few minutes ago, I mean, I'm talking literally like in the last half hour, I believe it was, Jen Psaki, um, I would hate to have her job. Copper, would you want Jen Psaki's job right now? Oh, no. I mean, just I just watch every day. Like I saw this weekend. Did you did you watch? I know you were preparing for your show on the weekend, but did you watch any of the uh the Sunday news with Secretary of State uh, Blinken who's making the rounds? I'm did afraid you not. <laughs> you talk about a guy who looks like he hates his job right now. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where it looked like he was told, you will go on all these Sunday shows, you will answer their questions. And, and he's out there just, just looking like he hates life. I mean, I don't think he cracked a smile one time. Um, did not look at all like he was at ease. All that to say, Jen Psaki, though, uh, just got up and did a press conference a moment ago or a little while ago, and uh, Fox's Peter Ducey asked her about Americans who are currently stranded, uh, and her response was, no Americans are stranded. And he said, so that's the official White House position that no Americans are stranded? And, uh, yeah, it was it, it, the double talk began just then. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. Okay, here's one. It was re, I'm, I'm on Twitter, and it was uh, sent out. This one was a, uh, a Republican Party type thing, and it literally quotes, Biden Press Secretary Jen Psaki saying Americans are not stranded in Afghanistan. Americans are stranded there as we speak because Biden failed to get them out. And it has her speaking, so you can listen to it. It's not like they're saying she said this. You can watch the video, the amazing world in which we live. Um, here's the other thing. Interesting thing. This just happened. News flash a moment ago. We got the TV on here in the studio studio, and I'm watching, and I think this was on Cavuto, as a matter of fact. And Cavuto on Fox was saying, uh, news flash, you know how they do the Fox News alert. And, you know, it's like sometimes it's like Fox News alert. Man makes a ham sandwich. It feels like it wasn't a Fox News alert. This one was real. Uh, Fox News alert. So earlier in the show, I told you that the, um, the Biden administration is now beginning to, you know, sort of say that August 31st may not be our deadline, but it'll be the president's call. SecDef will, the Secretary of Defense will ask, you know, what the president wants to do if we're not done yet. Well, the Taliban rejected that today. The Taliban rejected that because they feel like they got the upper hand. So the Taliban has the chutzpah right now. The Taliban feel like they've got the wherewithal to say, hey, America, we beat you. We set the deadlines. And they rejected 
the possibility of an extension of the August 31st deadline. Well, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier in the show. There is no reason in the world why the United States of America should be subject to the whims of a bunch of Neanderthals carrying weapons they don't know how to use very well. I mean, first of all, let's, let's get over this whole idea that the Afghans have seized, that the, the Taliban has seized all of these uh, um, AR-15 style rifles, M-16s, and, and they're full on. They're not M-4s, they're not the reduced, you know, fold, or collapsible stock, short barreled, uh, you know, Picatinny rails, the whole thing. They, these are, if you look at them, they're, they're more of a, an old school uh, M-16, A-2 capability, it looks like, M-16 A-2s. Those are still a precision instrument. That's not the AK-47 that you just stick up over the wall and spray bullets, all right? You have to zero the weapon per person. Anybody who has owned an AR of any, any type, anything an AR platform, you know you have to zero the weapon to the individual. Before you ever go to the range and qualify as a, as a soldier in the United States Army, you have to zero your weapon and dial it into your eyes, all right? So basically your eyes, your cheek, shoulder, stock weld, your, your firing position, zero the weapon. So, so, yes. Do they have them? Are they deadly? Yes. Do they know how to load them? Maybe. Do they know how to actually shoot them or zero them? Doubtful. But nonetheless, they're carrying them around. But the Taliban is not to be feared. There is no reason in the world why the United States government should be at all hesitant about whacking them on the backside if it came down to it. I mean, it, it's, we're beyond time. Somebody, somebody, please, in the Biden administration, inform the president that he cannot sit idly by and dither and say, well, we're seeking a dialogue with the Taliban, and we're going we're gonna to do what we can to continue to keep those lines of communication open, and we're going to talk to them and encourage them to treat women fairly and, uh, and let them know that they will, they will not be welcome on the world stage if they treat people mean. Because I got news. They're the Taliban. It's what they do, all right? That's, what, that's how they made their name. That's why there are thousands of people screaming to get through the gates right now to get on a plane to get out because they know. The idea for a second that anyone would believe in the Biden administration that the Taliban has changed over 20 years is completely belied by the fact that the boots on the ground assessment is that nothing has changed and that the people of that nation have fear struck in their hearts right now and they are either turning to loyalty to the Taliban to preserve themselves or they are turning to the United States to get them out but nobody in their right mind should say the Taliban should be reasoned with and nobody should say that the United States of America should have to negotiate with them for a deadline extension to get our people out. Just go ahead and tell them you're coming outside the gate and you will kill them if they get in the way, period. They'll understand that. That's the way they react to life. Listen, folks, it's been a full day. We got more coming tomorrow. You're going to want to hear Hamid on the show. If things go as planned, he'll be on at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, just plain right. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow.